Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Hannah Walton, you're very welcome to the Graduate Compass podcast. I am so interested and excited for this conversation because you have such an interesting story and it's one I'm very keen for people to hear about. First of all, I suppose let's, let's start with the fact that you are due to do your master's or start your master's degree in just a few months time but you've never done an undergraduate degree is that correct and you can tell us a little bit more about that uh yeah so um my whole educational experience has just been a bit all over the place really um it's definitely an unusual side of things uh so i started um thinking about a master's probably literally like a couple months ago um because I've I've obviously haven't got an undergraduate degree. Um, I've been thinking for ages that I really want to go back to university. I really want to try and get my undergraduate degree because I would like to pursue something more academic in the future. Um, and obviously you'll need like a master's degree, potentially a PhD. Um, and so I was more so thinking, OK, I need to get a bachelor's degree. Um, and then looking back that, like, obviously I left school at 14, um and I, my educational history has never been normal um so I basically just decided why don't I try and apply for a master's degree kind of skip the whole three-year degree and go straight to a 12-month course um and accelerate my kind of career in that area um and honestly I didn't think I would get anywhere um I was just expecting a rejection letter saying no you need a degree and you don't have one therefore we can't accept you um and I was completely surprised when they sent back a conditional offer um all I needed was a reference um sent that in and then they gave me an unconditional offer uh to study in September so yeah it was a bit all over the place but I'm kind of glad I went for it now because I'm really excited I'm glad you went for it too because it, it sounds like it's, it's it, well it already has been an exciting adventure and I'm sure it's going to continue on that kind of that journey um but I suppose just to give a little bit of context um what are you what are you exactly going to be studying um so it will be a master of science in mental health and well-being in education uh which fits quite nicely with what I am doing in my general life and what also fits with my experiences um growing up obviously leaving school and also suffering with mental health um so it kind of just encompasses everything that I am doing in my life which I think is a really important point for people because because it's you know it's, it's not just a case that you stumbled across across some subject and some course that you've never you've never heard of and you know nothing about this is a topic that you know an awful lot about through your lived experience through your work and you were able to combine all of that together to kind of almost uh not need the undergraduate degree because you have so much experience so can you tell us a little bit about as your 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 different projects and your different work experience because you're you're a great advocate for kind of for for students well-being and and all things in that nature can you tell us a little bit about your work and what you do yeah um and obviously that's the reason i was given the offer um i instead of having educational experience i gave them professional experience even though i'm only 21 um, I've already been working since I was 14, 15 anyway, so I have quite a lot of experience and that's where it came from. Um, but I've only been working around education and mental health for probably about 
uh, I'd say two years at a push. Um, it, I've mostly just been doing kind of the general jobs like cleaning. Um, I did a bit of photography, uh, but like customer service. I've done like the general jobs that you can get um, as a teenager. Um, but then since the pandemic started, I wanted to kind of it kind of put into perspective that I have things that are really important to me um and my experiences with mental health and education have really like impacted my life and they've changed me completely from what I was when I was younger and without those experiences I could be a completely different person um so I really just kind of wanted to almost honor those experiences and rather than use negativity I wanted to turn that neg negativity into positivity um so that's when I decided okay I'm going to do some virtual volunteering around youth organizations and supporting mental health and young people um so I worked with quite a few different organizations last year mostly just volunteering maybe five hours a week um and then it kind of got to the point of I considered starting my own organization um purely because I didn't feel like I was doing exactly what I wanted to do to support people through the voluntary work that I was doing because obviously it's still kind of like a job you've got a role and they can give you some leeway but it's not exactly how you would do it yourself potentially um so that's when I decided that okay right I'm gonna try and set something up and this idea came to me probably December last year uh just before my 21st birthday and um then in January I, I I couldn't sleep basically um, and I stayed up all night because I couldn't sleep and I was trying to do things like that tied me out so I went on the treadmill um, I had like a bath and I was doing everything I could and I just couldn't sleep and I thought well maybe this is a good time to try and like sort out some logos or sort out some ideas for the organization and I tried starting with a business plan and it just I couldn't concentrate um so I started with the logo started with the graphics um created the social media accounts and then I kind of launched the next day and I wasn't really that wasn't my plan at all I just kind of went with it it felt right to just start it as soon as I possibly could um and it's kind of been going since then so it hasn't been long but everything I've done around like um education and mental health and youth it's all been very spur of the moment but I think that's purely based on like it's just a passion of mine and I think that comes out quite a lot where I just feel so passionate about something I just kind of start it rather than I, I can obviously consider the the kind of admin stuff afterwards um but starting it is this kind of a whole passion thing I think so yeah and can you tell us a little bit about the organization you started and what work you do yeah, absolutely. So um, it's called the One Third Project um, and we support uh, young people and students who are 16 to 21 um, who've had some sort of disruption or dis, uh, disengagement uh, or disadvantage in their education, um, which obviously is the type of thing that I went through when I was younger. Um, and I just felt that that was really important because growing up, there wasn't really there were mentoring um organizations and there were places to get information but there was never really anything where if you'd left school disengaged or something had disrupted your education there wasn't really anything 
for those sorts of students it always seemed like you either had to be in education um or that was it really or you had to have good grades um and obviously when I came to do my GCSEs I'd already not been in a classroom learning anything for about two years um and everything I learned for my GCSEs was out of a textbook um about two days before max but definitely within the first like the last 15 minutes before my exam started I was kind of frantically going through the textbook thinking oh I'm not going to be able to do this um so to like obviously I wasn't going to have that good grades and they weren't reflective of what my potential was at the time um it was just circumstance and a lot of organizations I found that they just didn't kind of give those circumstances a kind of a look at um, and they were more so just focused on grades, what your academic history is, is it good enough? Um, and I just felt like that wasn't that wasn't where I wanted the support to be. Um, and there are a lot of students we could potentially miss out on, such as myself, um, if we're not giving them that sort of support or the opportunity to have that support. Uh, so that's basically where it came from. Um, and the name actually came from um, an article from a research paper that was done um, where it found that one third of students who left university were leaving because of mental health reasons. And while that I'm not surprised, it also kind of shocked me a little bit. And I felt that having an organisation that kind of had that in the title, kind of even if you don't know what one third is like what's referring to it kind of makes you curious like one third what does that mean and then you kind of look a bit further and all our social media graphics kind of say exactly that it's one third of students who leave um are doing for mental health reasons so yeah so we kind of i we just want to cover everything um that potentially other organizations may be missing and, and it's it's a, a great ethos. This was a great great energy and a great uh, kind of intention to help um, anyone who's in that situation. I think it's it's fantastic. So, what kind of work do you actually do on a kind of a, a day to day basis or week to week week basis with people who might find themselves in these circumstances? Um, so, day to day is mostly just uh, keeping an eye on our social media, uh, making sure that um, if anyone gets in touch with us, we can either sort them out um, ourselves. Um, if they're looking for um, kind of signposting to other organisations, we can do that for them. Uh, if they're looking for anything in particular that we can't help with, we'll do the research for them. Um, we had one student who was interested in going into like publishing. And um, what we did for them was we said we didn't have anything at the time for them, um, but we researched uh, as much as we could around their sort of area um send that over to them and um they've told us that they've managed to find um sort of like a work experience thing in their area which is brilliant um because we are trying to do mentoring as well but it's kind of taking a bit more time than I first like originally thought I was kind of like yeah let's get going um but obviously things take time um and I can't kind of get too excited and too over the top so mentoring will be coming as well which will be brilliant um and we're also hoping to set up a online community uh where young people and students can kind of talk with each other share experiences or just participate in projects and different activities um in a completely safe inclusive um space where they can just feel comfortable to engage with other people who are maybe going through the same things or 
with people who can maybe point them in the right direction or support them in any way um so yeah but mostly at the moment we're just kind of keeping an eye on things pointing people in the right direction supporting people and also mostly doing projects that involve a lot of people so it sounds like you're, you're really trying to kind of fill that gap between, you know, someone kind of dropping out of the system and, and where the system exists. Would that be kind of a fair way of of, of, uh, of, of putting it? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. We, we are basically kind of bridging the gap almost um, for those who are in between the ages where you kind of go from one one part of education to another part of education or education into employment. and it's a terror like it's a it's a really difficult time for like pretty much everyone because you, you kind of have to think about your entire future and that's quite scary to think of as a teenager um or even a young adult um like I'm 21 and obviously I'm doing all these different things um and I'm still not entirely sure what I want to do in the future it kind of just it just has to come to you naturally so I think if you're a young person who uh, kind of disengages or isn't doing what they want to in their current situation if they came to us and they participated in some projects we may not be kind of assisting academically but we can then provide them with experience from projects or we can point them in the right direction um, and then it's extra extracurricular activities that they're doing um, and you can gain so many different skills from that there's so many like known benefits to that um, and not to mention you can kind of meet people who are potentially in the same situation as you um, and so it's kind of a way to keep yourself active and occupied without any like because a lot of the time um, students or young people might not classify for certain services like external services um, and then you're kind of left with nothing but if we can keep kind of support young people in very small ways um, until they find what they're looking for or they get to the next point in their life, then I feel like we've done a good job. So, yeah, I would say bridging the gap is definitely what we are. And, and I wouldn't undersell that as well, because, you know, you said you said it's, you know, potentially it's it's small ways. But the one thing that is completely underestimated is the impact that having you know kind of friends and family and people who've got experience of the education system can help people through the education system and you know you talk about studies at the start of this there are plenty of studies out there that kind of back that up in terms of like the the positive impact that people can learn from even just having family members who enter the education system so you know what while i know you're you're, you're being modest and saying that it, it's it's small ways it sounds like they're ways that could really make a, a kind of a big impact to the students you're helping and have you had that kind of feedback from from people already or what what has the feedback been like yeah I think I think you are right um obviously it's not small ways um but compared to the whole big picture um obviously we're quite a small kind of component just a little cog kind of making the machine work a bit more um but yeah we haven't had too much feedback yet because obviously we've only just kind of started in the in the past four months um but we are looking to do our own research and look at our own impact as well as impact um among the age groups that we're looking at um in different areas um because like i've said before there, there has been research done on predominantly university students and higher education level people um but there really hasn't been much research done at 
um, primary and secondary level. Um, so between the ages of uh, 10 to 16, say, um, on how many people are disengaging, how many people are dropping out completely, withdrawing, um, and what those students actually feel is needed in their lives. Um, and I feel like if we did a bit more research, um, then we could probably find like what what we all think is obviously there's not enough being done. And I think if we did the research that the re the results from that would definitely show that organisations such as ours are making a big impact on young people because it gives them another opportunity to explore their options in a safe environment rather than kind of being just in a school environment where they're a lot of the time forcing you not forcing you but kind of encouraging you strongly to pursue a university over apprenticeships for example um a lot of university students um I've spoken to say that they were kind of more persuaded to go to university one because their friends were going there and two because their school actively encouraged university whereas very little actually encouraged other options such as uh, work experience um apprenticeships that sort of thing so I, th I think more needs to be done um absolutely yeah and, and I think just to chime in my own kind of view on that as well that I think you, you're 100% right and, and I think there's on a number of points there but you know if, if we're talking about kind of really guiding people who need it and and you know uh, across the system we're going to have to do more careers education in general um because you know it, i think there's there's this sort of a conversation about careers education that it's you know it's how to put a cv together or whatever but it's not it's about understanding the system and, and the systems that how they interact with each other and how those the, the kind of societal aspects of them kind of interact with each other as well so i, I think i think you're, you're you're definitely doing the, the the right thing to try and kind of fill those gaps and hopefully give people the support and keep them in this you know keep them engaged with with different organizations to kind of as, as we said fill those gaps um and I, I think as well you're going to find it very interesting with the, the more you grow and more your organization grow because one of the reasons i, I would imagine a lot of the research hasn't been done is that because academics are going to find it hard to reach these um people who are having these troubles and the more you grow the more you're going to have access to these same people which will hopefully then be able to facilitate that study so again just think it's it's a fantastic endeavor and fair play to you for kind of you know, getting it up and, and off the ground, which kind of leads me to my next question, which is how how did you get it off the ground? I know you, you said you started with the logos and you kind of you kind of threw yourself into it. What how, what was your next step? How did you get it off the ground um, from, from there? Um, yeah, it, it was really spare at the moment. Um, it started with the logos and the social media um kind of got a bit of engagement to start with people were a bit interested like oh what's what's going on um what sort of services are you offering and I hadn't really thought past I know I wanted to do mentoring I know I wanted to do uh projects and I was very keen on doing events such as a big kind of student summit event in the summer um, and I knew that a lot of the ideas I had weren't practical for this year in particular um, because I knew I had to get a lot of engagement first. I had to kind of build up some support for students um, initially uh, so that we can build up to bigger and better things. Um, but that, yeah, it really just started with the social media. And then I made the website the next day 
um which I literally just got the cheapest website that I could find I bought the domain name for very cheap um and made designed it all myself and that was about it and then I kind of just engaged with people I started liking uh tweets from schools and uh, mental health advocates um and then I had a quick look at potentially emailing people but I was still really unsure about emailing anyone because I felt like okay I need to kind of get some evidence of what I'm doing first and how impactful that is for young people and why it's beneficial um but yeah it was the, I I think people just were refreshed by the idea that I was trying to target disengaged people and um people who've had disrupted education rather than just focusing on the ones who have left school um because it's time for them to leave uh, education at that point and for those who are good uh, like often getting good grades um and are going to do amazing things because that's all well and good but they're probably going to do pretty well regardless of um extra extra support like we are um they've probably been well supported throughout their academic uh, career and are obviously going to do amazing things anyway um but it was more so that the ones that aren't getting the support that's where we need to target um so yeah it was literally just engagement and people really taking to the idea of what we were doing and you say we so is there other people working with you now uh yeah so I do have a team of volunteers um it's extremely hard to kind of coordinate everyone because I'm not used to doing any of that um I've very much been by myself doing nearly everything in life um so it's very difficult to kind of make sure I keep on communicating with them but I've set them like tasks they communicate back to me when those tasks are done or like if they've got any questions we try and work together as much as we can um but I felt that there were certain things that I couldn't quite do my, by myself and I it wouldn't be fair to do it by myself if um we were helping students because then it kind of creates lots of issues I'm helping one student then I can't help another student or if I'm doing a website design I can't do something else so um I felt like that was a good idea um but obviously in the future I would absolutely love if we can get some funding then um I'd love to bring on some actual people and get people paid and start creating something really special and kind of build a, a little family to help. I was just wondering, how did you recruit your volunteers? Um, so I, I literally just put a, a few posts out on social media um, and I also advertised on uh, the website Do It, um, which is obviously quite well known for volunteering. Um, and trying to get people I used to do uh send him all my applications to to find voluntary roles there and I thought well if I'm trying to look for volunteers that's a great place to start so I just did that and I I think within like the first two weeks I got around 100 applications from people who wanted to volunteer so it was really overwhelming and it took me about two months three months like I've, it's only recently that I've kind of got a team that I'm kind of sticking to um, without bringing anyone else on because it was just so overwhelming to do everything and all the interviews and like um, messaging people all by myself um, because there was just so much cra like crazy support. It was amazing. That's incredible. It's ab absolutely incredible. 
fair play to you. It, it's, it sounds just, wow, amazing. <laughs> um, I'm conscious that we're, we're probably coming to the end of our chat a little bit. So I'm, I'm, that obviously links to, to uh, your organization and your website and stuff in the description. I'm just wondering, you know, if anyone's listening who can help you um, grow the organization or, or, or what what particular are you looking for right now, just in case anyone is listening who thinks they might be able to help in some way, shape or form? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so the, the, the majority of kind of what we're looking for right now is we're uh, like actively looking for funding opportunities um, because there are big and amazing things that we really really want to do um the next thing on our list is to create the kind of online community uh for young people um that's obviously going to be monitored by people who are uh trained in safeguarding and making sure that everything is safe and uh, inclusive um but there are definitely things like uh the student summit that we really really want to do i really wanted to do that this year but i I'm very aware of my limitations um, for funding and for actual practicality, trying to get a lot of people involved because um, I have my eye on quite a few guests that I really hope they can get involved because that would be brilliant. Um, so instead of doing it this year, it's definitely going to be a next year thing um, so I can actually properly plan it and have it set out the way that I feel is beneficial for young people rather than just kind of rushing it. Um, other than that, um, we are happy to partner with people. Um, we are currently partnered with uh, the Reach Out to All uh, CIC um, and they basically do a similar thing to us, just help young people. Uh, they hold events and um, presentations for young people to kind of include them in the conversation a bit more. Um, and yeah, and honestly, like the projects that we do always ongoing um not just for young people obviously they are our kind of target audience and what who we want we to be kind of involved a bit more um but for example the project we're doing this uh, week for uh in support of uh, mental health awareness week um it's the nurturing my mind project um and we're getting everyone and every, everything involved um that includes cute little pets uh if you're taking a dog for a walk um We've we've had like loads of people get involved with that, um, which is brilliant. So there will there will always be a project for people um, that is going on. Even if one month we're doing it specifically for young people and giving them a voice, uh, the next month we'll probably do something that involves teachers or parents or anything like that. So yeah, there's always something going on, and we're welcome. We welcome everyone and everything. Um, we just love the support and we want to include everyone as, as much as we can. And as I said, if anyone listening wants to, to make contact, I'll make sure that the contact details are in the episode description so people can, can reach out to you and follow you on social media and all, all the rest of it. I, I'm, I am conscious that, that, that uh, and this isn't a bad thing, by the way, but I'm conscious that we didn't particularly focus on your journey. It was very much on your, on your work and what you're trying to do, which is, you know, it's such a positive thing. And I think it was definitely worthwhile having it, having a, you know, spending a good amount of time talking about that. Um, I, I am very, very curious to know what advice you might have for anyone who's who's listening, who's sort of um, trying to figure out their career and what they're trying to do. Because I, I realize potentially you're you're sort of in that journey yourself because you're, you're starting an organization, you're going to university next year, but you've also achieved a hell of a lot um, in a very, very short period of time. So 
yeah, just wondering what what kind of advice you have for anyone who might be listening who is trying to figure out what they want to do. Yeah, um, I guess my biggest advice would be if you ever feel like you've failed at something or someone says, oh, you've you've failed that, haven't you? Or um, you've missed an opportunity or you've done something that maybe didn't quite go to plan. I would say rather than think of it as failure, think of it as the opportunity that you had to to grow. And it sounds really cliche and really cheesy, um, but that honestly took me pretty much, uh, I want to say about six, seven years to kind of understand that that is what needs to be done to kind of grow and be successful because there was I, I I kind of have a joke in my family and around my friends that every time they talk to me I'm always saying oh I'm getting involved with this and then the next time it's oh yeah I'm not doing that anymore I'm getting involved with this and they they constantly say that oh like you never stick at anything you know you like you always oh you you tried that and you failed that and now you're doing this and I, I used to get really kind of a bit defensive about it um because it 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 was kind of difficult every time I spoke to them it was a different thing but I think I just have so much passion around certain subjects and certain areas that if I don't take the opportunity when it's presented to me I won't feel like I've fully explored the option to do it and I won't feel like I've tried to develop myself as much as I could because there's always chances to um engage your skills and kind of influence how your life is going to go every single decision you've got um and if a decision is presented then I think you just have to take it because even if you even if you've got some kind of doubts about it as long as the overwhelming majority is yes this is going to be beneficial to me but you're just a bit nervous just and my advice is to just take it um if it doesn't work out you've learned something you've learned that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do um and then kind of go through why it wasn't the right thing um did it fail because um external factors happened like personal circumstances which meant you couldn't take a job um or was it something that you need to work on or maybe just take a look at a little bit and kind of focus on um, and it really does sound cheesy. And if someone had said this to me, I'm sure people said this to me when I was younger and I kind of would have laughed at them and said, oh, no, I'm fine. Thanks. I'll just kind of get on with life. But it also that that is how you get on with life. Um, you don't you do it without understanding. It's only when someone says it to you that it sounds cheesy because it's just what everyone does. You kind of learn from the mistakes and you build on them. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I would absolutely say. And another thing is just try not to think about the people that you're interacting with too much so obviously if you're doing a job that involves young people or um animals if you're a vet um obviously you've got to think about the type of person that you're looking after or going to be around or animal um but it's it's almost like when you're acting and they say like pretend there's no audience there um that's what you've got to do because uh, often I feel very silly saying things or if I'm on an interview or talking to a newspaper I feel like I don't know what I'm doing because it's very rarely that that's only just started to happen to me because of everything that I've done um 
and I, th I feel stupid I feel silly and I know it's only just because I'm brand new to all this sort of thing and I will build on it and grow um but it's absolutely okay to feel really silly like all the time um as long as you just say what you believe you do what you feel is right um you kind of just get there um and I think I, I hope I'm kind of an advocate for just do things try not to worry about it too much if you've got anxiety about it just just do it anyway um because even recording this podcast I'm very anxious and I'm shaking a little bit but I know I can do it it's just I feel silly so um yeah so <laughs> just do it and uh, enjoy yourself really and uh, obviously just so you know you you're doing a great job and, and you you make complete sense and I love the fact that you've kind of lent into the fear because I think there's so many people um you know I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of this myself in the past you know the, the the fear of failure has stopped people from from trying things and actually failure is completely underrated because you learn so much from it so all those yeah. experiences you talked about you know it, it sounds like you got a, a hell of a lot out of it yeah absolutely Hannah, you are an absolute inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So thank you so much for telling us about all your great work. As I said, I'll put links to everything in the description so people can, can follow you and, and reach out to you. Um, if they're interested in learning a bit more, best of luck in the future. Um, I will definitely be following with great interest to see what you and your team do. So good luck with that one. And obviously good luck as well in September as you go to university. And that, that that's gonna be a really exciting, uh, hopefully a really exciting experience yeah brilliant thank you so much for having me more than welcome and thank you for listening i really appreciate it as always if you want to follow us on uh, social media facebook twitter or tiktok is the place to find us at graduate compass and um if you think that any of the um podcast the stories might help someone that you know please feel free to share and uh, tell them about the podcast because very much like hannah and all the, the great work her and our team are doing the, the ethos of, of this podcast is trying to kind of reach people who, who are maybe a bit disengaged and don't know what to do next and need a little bit of extra help. So anything we can do um, to help them is always a good thing. In the meantime, thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.